0: It's Cookie Lab.
1: Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill.
0: And I'm Chris. And if I knew how to speak Icelandic, I would greet you with a hearty Icelandic hello. Hello. But luckily, most of the people in Iceland speak English. So, hi, Jill.
1: (laughs) Hi, Chris. How are you? You went to Iceland?
0: I did on my on our quest to bring
1: worldwide quest
0: to bring the best cookie recipes to our listeners,
1: also known as we went on vacation with our families.
0: (laughs) But my quest slash vacation took me to Iceland, where I, of course, tasted every cookie that I could because being gluten free, that limits the number of cookies that you can Taste, but they had some almond cakes
1: mm, yeah
0: and the people of Iceland were very accommodating when I would say that my son and I were celiac and great that's so good. Yeah so it was uh, it was wonderful. It was my favorite vacation destination. For many, 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 many reasons, and one was the finding of a cookie. The cookie is pronounced Marin's Cornerflex cooker.
1: <laughs> I can't even say Marin's corniflex cooker. Yes. That's ca- how I have to say it?
0: Yes, exactly. That or you can say it in a higher pitched voice. Marin's cornflex cooker.
1: I was just- I was just picturing myself heading into the bakery and saying, Hi, good morning. May I please have a half a dozen... (laughs) No. No,
0: no, 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 no. It it is also... uh, So, if we translate that uh, verbatim...
1: Marin's cornflake cookie?
0: uh, Marin's is... Uh, the, the woman's name, Marin's. Yes, and then the rest is cornflake cookie. So this is for some reason, uh, and I don't know who Marin's is, but I discovered the recipe for this cookie from Nana's cookbook uh, called Icelandic Food and Cookery. Okay, uh, uh, And it's loaded with Icelandic culinary history, classic recipes, mostly from uh, Nana Ro... Okay, so the, uh, this is great. Uh, um, you know the Icelandic last names are your father's first name and then daughter or and son afterwards. Okay. So this is Rogvandar, daughter. Nana mm. Rogvaldar rog valdar Daughter. Nana Rogvaldar Daughter.
1: Shout out to Nana. Yeah.
0: So these are... I'm hoping these contain
1: fermented shark.
0: Oh, no, they don't. Um, they contain egg whites and sugar and cornflakes and dark chocolate and vanilla. That's it. Sounds good they to me. They are supposed to be... Meringues. Okay. I can see you looking at the cookie, touching yeah, the cookie, and it does not it, it, look it, or feel like a meringue.
1: It definitely doesn't feel like it. Um, it's spongy. Yeah, it's spongy. There's, if a, you, there's a reason. I could for believe that. it. it ta- I could believe it looked so, sort of like a meringue that I would make, like a kind of a disorganized meringue. Uh, it Your is a, meringues are usually works of art. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I know why this is not. But why? Um, first let me tell you that these are okay. supposed to represent the volcanoes of Iceland with peaks and and crags and uh and they're supposed to be white and and, chocolate sn- and snow cover. And the chocolate yeah. drizzle is supposed to be the the hardened yeah. lava fields yeah. uh, that come down the sides of the volcano. Uh I
1: can see it. Yeah.
0: Um, but these look, these are a very light tan or a a super tan cookie with nice chocolate drizzle on them. They have cornflakes and dark chocolate on the inside. Let's taste them and then I will tell you what went wrong. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah. Okay.
1: Mmm. Great cornflake crunch.
0: No, the cornflakes stayed crunchy.
1: I like the cornflakes and the chocolate drizzle, but the matrix just like it's like a sponge.
0: It is like a sponge. Now if I presented these as a Icelandic sponge cookie, I
1: would have been like right on. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what they are. But they're supposed to be just little bite melting morsels with with a nice cornflake inside. Well, it's not unpleasant.
1: I am interested if you had, yeah, we should do an experiment where we give it to someone and be like, these are special sponge cookies and see what they say. Because I think thinking that it was supposed to be one way was messing me up.
0: Mm-hmm. But they're nice and sweet and they would definitely satisfy your sweet tooth. For sure. Yeah. So this recipe. in my fingers. This recipe called for 100 grams of super fine sugar, caster sugar. So I don't I don't have any superfine caster sugar, and you cannot substitute confectioner sugar for superfine caster sugar.
1: Why not? It's um, a totally different thing.
0: It's a totally different thing. It is it is milled much finer than superfine yeah. caster sugar.
1: So did you go with granulated?
0: What they said was to use granulated sugar and just use a food processor. To cut it into Kind of like make,
1: make your own. Yeah, yeah. Make,
0: make your own. But if you have been a listener for a while, you will know that my food processor is also broken.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: So, there are many other substitutes that you can use for superfine caster sugar. And one of those is Turbano sugar. Turbinado? At, at turbinado sugar, yes. And... That you also have to put in a food processor. So basically the idea is that you take any other sugar, raw sugar, anything, and you just make it into a powder. I couldn't do that because my food processor is broken. So I did see that one of the things that you could substitute was honey. Mm. You just use half as much of the honey as you would otherwise because Honey is a much sweeter sweetener. Okay. So I measured out the honey, mixed it in the egg whites that had been whipped to a peak. They were beautiful. It mixed in seamlessly. Yeah? Yeah. It was great. Then I folded in the chocolate and the cornflakes, spooned it all out onto my parchment paper on the pans, put it into the oven for 300, at 300 degrees. And within five minutes.
1: So usually the meringues, they take forever, right? They do take forever.
0: Within so five, what minutes, in five minutes, the color was changing. Mm. The peaks at five minutes were a honey brown.
1: Well, you did put honey in
0: it. I did. And then at 10 minutes, the entire thing was brown. Mm. And it was complete sponge. <laughs> but but that's not uncommon for meringue. If you if you okay. touch the meringue too early, it felt just like what meringue should feel like.
1: Okay, so you weren't alarmed. I
0: wasn't alarmed, and then then I just kept checking like every 3 minutes. And it w- maybe was getting a little harder, a little more firm. I baked these cookies for half an hour. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to bake for 15 minutes. That was, mm-hmm. and that should have taken, that should have done it.
1: And they're small.
0: And they're small, right. And you don't use a lot of any of the ingredients to to make these. It's a small batch. So they were not hardening. And I was like, oh, well, you know, what's what's going on here? I had one of my my laboratory tasters taste them. And they were like, "Oh, they're sweet. They're fine. They're spongy. Um, mm. They don't taste horrible." Mm-hmm. And so
1: that's that's kind of like like faint praise, though. Like this is Cookie Lab.
0: Yeah, right. We have high expectations for our cookies, and so I realized that it all had to do with the honey. Honey has a heck of a lot more moisture in it than for sure. granulated sugar. It also caramelizes much more easily. It gives a honey like texture to whatever you put it in. You put honey into baked goods. It's not much goods. of a
1: chameleon.
0: Right, exactly. You put honey into baked goods for the honey texture and the honey flavor and and that. So meringue. Right, there's
1: no there's no cake that's called Fine, super fine castor sugar cake, but there are cakes called honey cake.
0: I forgot that. <laughs> it gives a specific flavor. It gives a, a high degree of sweetness. If I had done one-to-one honey, these would have been unbearable. Oh, oh. It always imparts a, a brown color. And actually, people put honey into substances that don't traditionally brown because either of the Milliard reaction or, and they don't have proteins or, or caramelization. They don't have enough sugar for caramelization. So they put honey in to impart a brown color. Mm. The amount of water in honey increases the moistness and softness of baked goods. And it also interferes with the matrix structure of proteins.
1: Which is, which is pretty much like all, all meringue is. Right. right? That's it's exactly like, what we it's wanted It's just a little
0: do. fragile structure. Right. It does provide a source of acid for leavening. Uh-huh. If I had added a little bit of cream of tartar in there, it would have provided the acid that was necessary uh, to, for that to act. But I, I don't think an addition was what I was going for. It wouldn't. I don't think it would have really done what we wanted. On the other good side, the honey has a natural tendency to reduce microorganism growth and retard spoilage. So these cookies will last on the counter much longer than meringues made without honey.
1: Well, I mean, the Cookie Lab cookies don't usually last very long (laughs) at all because everybody wants to eat them. So I don't even know if this is a plus.
0: Now, uh, so last week, uh, you made a cookie that you said we should play around with this week. Yeah. I'm presenting a cookie that perhaps somebody should follow the exact recipe and try to make.
1: That someone is me <laughs> I, so, I'll give it a shot. So
0: let's switch cookies.
1: Okay, and uh, then next week we can discuss both of them yeah. in, the, in the first ever switcheroo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and because I think that both of these cookies have potential to be excellent. Perhaps my cookie needs to have the exact recipe uh, from the grandmother's cookbook and the Nantucket bike path cookie probably It's needs really
1: suited to your a, scientific a, uh, a substitutions. More, yeah, substitution.
0: Yeah. So... So and and
1: are, and tinkering.
0: So let's see what happens, and hopefully we will be able to say, "Keep your paws off these perfect cookies next week."
1: I definitely look forward to that. Yeah,
0: a little cliffhanger for our uh, Cookie Lab listeners. Listener.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody, tune in. All right.
0: See you next week, Jill. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.